Greetings, and welcome to Content That Moves, a new podcast that highlights the very best in brand storytelling through feature films, original web series, podcasts, even interactive digital experiences, really anything that showcases a brand's purpose and mission through the first-person narratives of real people. We want to shine a light to uncover the best practices and give you a behind-the-scenes look at all the strategy, creative, and distribution that will help you on your journey to do the same for your brand. As content marketers and creators, we're always striving to become better storytellers. And as more and more brands become publishers, marketers are beginning to look more closely at the foundational theories and executional tactics of journalism to help them tell better stories. Stories that are well-researched, can capture a broad audience, and utilize the tenets of what makes truly compelling content, be that print, audio, or video. Things like character, plot, emotion, thematic and narrative arc, and resolution. Few brand professionals understand the convergence of marketing and journalism better than Bill Horn. Having spent years as a video journalist at the New York Times and now working on the content team at global investment bank Morgan Stanley, he's putting those journalistic practices directly to work on the content of a 60,000 employee strong company. But what does that look like in execution and what can we learn from the mindset of a journalist? Stick around to find out. Thanks for chatting today. I appreciate You're it. Um, I'd love to spend a good chunk of today talking about what marketers can gain from adopting a journalistic mindset because I know you have that background. Um, but first, I'm hoping you could just set up a little bit about Morgan Stanley, who they serve, and a little bit about your role and how you work with your colleagues. Right. So I work for a small content team uh, that sits between marketing and corporate communications at Morgan Stanley. And we produce content around uh, around themes that are important to all the different businesses that are part of Morgan Stanley. It's a sort of a big umbrella. It's a firm that has lots of different, you know, between investment banking and sales and trading kinds of things and wealth management, all very uh, investment management, all very big parts of what the firm does, each with a different audience, a different um, set of priorities, a different set of themes that they want to talk about. I mean, everybody lives reasonably well together under the corporate umbrella, but uh, but there are different initiatives that happen in each of those different areas. And we try to work with all of them on their uh, their particular priorities. Cool. And, um, you know, so now you're in a really big brand, but you spend a lot of years on the video desk at the Times, right, and doing other journalistic um, endeavors. Can you talk a little bit about how your background as a journalist, informs how you approach branded content? Well, I mean, I, I think it really starts with, you know, trying to figure out what's important to an audience um, and, you know, how do you serve that audience? I mean, obviously, we work uh, for this big financial um, powerhouse, but, uh, but you know, we very much want to be relevant to the audiences that, um, that we're speaking to. And so uh, when we're looking for stories, Stories we're looking for for touch points for that audience that are that are important to them. So it's not just about you know what the firm is doing, but really about uh, how what the firm's engaged in touches their lives in one way or another. As one example, we do a lot of work for the research operation of Morgan Stanley, which is a business in and of itself. And you know they're in some ways. Uh, um, the most akin to a journalistic organization in that they're a publishing operation. They're turning out content. They're they're trying to tell stories about what's happening in different parts of the market. So they have a you know a similar mindset, I think. And um, we're often trying to take their content, for example, and find find ways to to make it a, relatable to a slightly broader audience, um, so that people can understand you know the kinds of ideas, the kinds of um, themes that the firm is uh, is engaged with, and it's it's pretty broad. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a huge organization, so yeah. there's 
tons of people who are interested in tons of different things, and there's, it's not too hard to find something that a, a, a broad audience might mm-hmm. might find interesting, just yeah. because we're that engaged. So, you know, having that background, do you think are there specific um, tactics or things from the journalism mindset? Like that you bring that other marketers could go like, okay, here's how I can reframe how I'm looking at creating content to think more like a journalist would. I wish I had a stock answer for that question. I don't quite. Um, I think coming to content marketing as a journalist um, means that you always start with story. Um, You start with an audience and you start with story. And we find that, you know, that we do our best work when we start with a a story that's not very close to the firm, right? That might be somewhere out in the world. And um, to tell that story in a way that's engaging to you, audience member, out in the world as well, and then circle back to figure out how that touches on the work that the firm does. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, you know, I mean, it's a perhaps a given in content marketing. You know, I'm not saying this is particularly unique, but... Um, I think sometimes the closer you start to your own operation, the less interesting it is to the audience that's out there in the in the world. And so, um, so we try to keep that in mind. We look for that touch point that's out there, away from away from the firm, and close to where people are living their lives, and then circle back to connect with what's happening uh, at Morgan Stanley. Can you give an example of one of those stories that you know falls outside of the brand? It's not maybe attached to it, but brings to life some of those values that you're hoping to. Get across right. I mean that, that sort of that sort of connection at, at the level of values is one of the one of the tactics you you're asking about that we that we use at at times. Um, I'm thinking about the story that we did a video story that we did with uh, an NFL player Andrew Hawkins, um, who went as he was you know f- completing his NFL career he got his MBA uh, in parallel uh, and you know he was very proactive about preparing for the next stage of his professional life right you know he'd had a full career in the in the NFL it's six or seven seasons something like that um, and uh, you know had done quite well but he knew that uh, you know his life was going to change again uh, as he came out of the league. And uh, he used that to as a piece of motivation to prepare himself. And that sort of thinking about the future and how one prepares oneself for the next steps is a, is a very good value match with the kind of uh, proposition that our wealth management division has for, uh, for their potential clients. Um, you know, that they really want to speak to people who are thinking that way about their own futures and nice. have, have something to offer them. And so by telling Andrew's story about... Uh, uh, you know how he went through that evolution and how he was looking forward from from his uh, from from that point in his career where he was just ending his career uh, within the NFL. That that echoes so well with with so many different themes that that the firm likes to talk about and be associated with. Um, it was it was quite an organic connection. And to tell that story, we went we went back to his. Uh, his alma mater, where he played college football um, at the University of Toledo, and uh, and by going there to tell the story, by having him show up and and see some of the college players that are there now, and you know imagine himself in that position, you know he he could sort of tell the story of moving beyond that particular transition point yeah. uh, as a way of helping the audience and himself think about his next transition, right? And yeah. so you could sort of, you could see it in the visuals and you could hear it in, as he told the story about what he had done since. Yeah. Uh, and you could see him preparing to do it again for the next phase of his life as he had done as he went from college into the NFL. Yeah. So, um, and that and it wasn't an easy road for him. And that was part of the point too and why his story was so compelling because, you know, he had to go through a lot in order to uh, to make that transition. So um, all of those are are 
themes and and ideas that that resonate very well with uh, the audience that the wealth management uh, portion of the business uh, really likes to reach out to. Whether it's whether it's folks who are actually sports and entertainment figures, ostensibly that's the portion of the business for for whom we did that story, um, you know, who specialize in working with those folks, but also for a broader wealth management off, uh, audience, anybody who has, um, you know, who, who for whom planning their financial future is particularly important, um, they could find themes that, that, that connected with them there. Yeah, and a beautiful story and such a perfect one for video and the idea to bring him back to his alma mater. There's a lot of rich textures there. Um, I know you're also doing podcasting, though, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about when you're story mining. Are you deciding, like, okay, this we know this would be great for video and maybe this is better for audio? Or maybe just talk a little bit about how you decide what format's best and what you feel to be, like, the advantages of each medium. You know, I think one of the nice things about and some folks are doing this in video. We're not particular. We are not doing this in video right now, but certainly could at some point. But with the podcasting format, because it's a series, it gives us a gives us an opportunity to you know to take a particular theme and drop it into a you know into a set. And you know each of those particular each story doesn't have to do all of the work. It doesn't have to be entirely self contained. Right. But as a as a group, they start to mean something different. And the fact that people often. Ideally, if we're if we're connecting with the audience, they consume the podcast, you know, as a as a series. Maybe they binge a couple of episodes, you know, that mm-hmm. have, that they find in the feed. So, um, the fact that two or three stories in in a in a season can be complementary in that way um, gives us more opportunities to tell story. Um, and I don't know if maybe it's going too far, but I'll throw out an example. You can include yeah. it or not. Yeah. Um, as an example of that, you know, we're. We're finishing up a season of our Ideas podcast right now, which is um, themed around, uh, we we're calling it Here in the Future, where we go and visit places where, where a piece of the potential future for how we all might live someday is being played out already. Mm-hmm. You know, So we discover some unusual place. So everything from Sweden to Tokyo to public transit in Dar es Salaam, right? So we, mm-hmm. we look at the bus system in Dar es Salaam as a way of talking about how People even how people in North America are investing in in public transit and how it's different and what are the structures that that drive that and what does that mean for public finance and that's sort of how we come back around to Morgan Stanley but really it's a point of connection with people um, because everybody has to travel right whether right. they're driving their car or taking a bus or taking a subway um, no matter where they are they they have to engage with that idea so by going to Dar es Salaam and talking to some commuters in the bus we manage to connect with. Um, with audience members across the country, across the globe, ideally, um, with some themes, and also connect to what what the bank does best, which is helping people solve financing problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, telling a story like that about uh, about public transit and setting it next to a story about, um, say, the say the cashless economy and like. Can we can we go to some place like Sweden and discover if people are you know really getting by you know ninety percent of their transactions without any cash? Mm-hmm. Um, what what is that like? What difference does that make? Uh, how do people think about money? How do they think about themselves and their country and currency and all those sorts of things? Um, put those two stories together. They're very different, different themes, different places in the world. Each of them might appeal to a different audience, but there is this common sort of curiosity that we hope to connect with for people and you know and that shared curiosity, we hope, allows people to connect to the brand and understand that it 
is a place, a firm, which is full of people who are also curious about these things, mm-hmm. right? You know, who like to solve problems, who like to figure out what's happening in the world more broadly, who want to look beyond the example that's right in front of them and think about what are the other ways to, to engage with this problem. Um, those are all values that I think are inherent in the, the podcast and I think which, you know, roll up to the brand in a very organic and, um, and truthful way. I mean, it's, it, it does describe the spirit of the, of the people who work there um, in some pretty real ways. So, so I, think it's, I think it's successful. And, I, and so to go back to your original question about how do we choose what medium we use to, to tell the story, uh, you know, sometimes it's determined by budget, but it's often determined by um, where, where's the opportunity to create a rich story environment. So if we have several different ideas that we can string together in a podcast series or in a season of a podcast, you know, we'll take that opportunity to, to tell those stories. Maybe for a video story, maybe it's a one-off and we have an opportunity to tell something really kind of cool and it has a particular visual angle to it. Um, so, you know, we might jump into that or, or a particular character that we know is going to be compelling and people will really identify with. We might jump in that way. I mean, sometimes you can do that in audio too, but... Um, but it's different to have the texture of video, the visual texture. Um, they're just they're just different ways of, of going about it. So, um, so it's about series and it's about appropriateness of the medium. Really, like those those are maybe the two biggest factors. Sure. Um, for marketers at other brands that maybe their program isn't quite as evolved or they're just getting started in in the multimedia that we've been talking about, are there any sort of actionable tactics that you would offer to, to help them? You know start taking that journalistic mindset and putting it to work on on finding some great stories to tell? I think it's actually not very difficult to get started in that space. Uh, I think the first thing that you need are some people that have that mindset. Um, Sometimes people coming from a traditional marketing background may not be thinking this way. They may see stories more about the brand and less about the world, uh, as opposed to a little bit more about the world to which the brand connects. So I think... Uh, I think maybe that's the first place is to find, to, to make sure you have a few people with whom you work, whether they're freelancers or um, people in the production community or uh, or people on your staff that you hire over time uh, who bring that mindset to the work. I think that's, I think that's important. And I, and I have to say that in my own experience it's at the at Morgan Stanley, it's been very important to have a you know a core group of folks that share this mindset um, with whom you can brainstorm and develop story ideas. And you know, we sit down to think about a podcast season, for example, and it's a very fertile sort of brainstorming conversation that we can have about what should the themes be and what are the what are some story ideas and oh, I heard about this thing could we do something around that how does that connect to the firm you know and we we'll have that conversation and it's and it's a rich one because there is a good community of folks. Um, so I would say that you need to have some people with whom you can have that conversation and think through those ideas. That would be the first place to start. Um, but that it doesn't have to be a big investment. You know, it doesn't have to be um, we need to develop a division and we need, uh, you know, to have a million-dollar video budget or whatever the thing is. You know, you just need to find one or two stories to tell and do them well, whether it's in a written form or uh, in video or in audio or whatever whatever medium that you have, um, whatever budget that you have. Start small, tell a few stories with a small group of people with the right mindset and people will see one the impact and see the quality of the content you know and that's that's how I think uh, marketers can can start to grow this kind of content within their organizations I think that's some beautiful very actionable advice to end on so <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time today you're welcome 
To experience some of the great content Bill and his team are putting out into the world, head on over to morganstanley.com ideas. Another great resource to help marketers think more like journalists is the Story Fuel Mastermind. It's a 12-week course run by founder Melanie Desiel. Check out the program in her forthcoming book at storyfuel.co. That's storyfuel.co. On the next Content That Moves, I chat with Chief Marketing Officer of Land Lakes, Tim Scott, about how the co-op has moved millions with their recent story-driven initiatives. Until then, be well, have fun, and tell great stories. And when you do, tell us about it. We'd love to feature your work. Just send a note to jesse at credononfiction.com. We hope to hear from you.